Ladies and gentlemen, it's 9 p.m. Central Time, and of course, it's time for the Kentucky Ghost Hunter Show with special guest tonight, Lori Johnson. Lori is a psychic medium and spiritual healer, and a lot of you will know who she is by her television appearances on Ghosts of Shepherdstown on Destination America. So sit back, relax, grab your coffee, and get ready for another great time with the Kentucky Ghost Hunter. Well, folks, it's another night for the Kentucky Ghost Hunter. As always, this is Dean, the Kentucky Ghost Hunter, coming to you live from Centertown, Kentucky, population 13, if we're lucky, and my co-host, Kevin Quatman. Say hi, Kevin. Hello, everyone. Good evening. He's, he's really motivated today, folks. He's really motivated. <laughs> anyway, our special guest tonight is Lori Johnson, as you heard in the intro, and it's kind of a, a special time for us because Lori's known throughout the land as a psychic medium and a spiritual healer, and some of you will recognize her from uh, being on Destination America's Ghosts of Shepherdstown. So we'd like to welcome our special guest tonight, Lori. How are you, Lori? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Now, Kevin has pointed something out to me, folks, and I'm not a technical person by any means, and Kevin will tell you that. Uh, it seems that I put the, the what did I do, the foreign number? Is that what I put on the Facebook yeah, pages? Yeah, you put the out-of-the-country number on there. Out of the, I think that'll still work. I hope it will if somebody wants to call in on that. But the call-in number is 701-719-3600. That's 701-719-3600 or 888-429-5471. Now, later on in the show, if you want to call in, go ahead. We're going to put you on hold a little bit because we're going to talk to Lori a little bit before she starts taking calls. Lori, I guess, and I'm assuming and everything's great, you don't mind talking to people tonight, do you? I'm actually honored that they allow me to. I, I love paying it forward. I try to give as much as I uh, receive as far as um, I do have a website that I work with, but I also do, if there's a lot of people that follow me and I do radio shows a lot and, you know, I, I offer to do pay it forward. You know, there's a lot of people out there. I try to keep my prices low. You know, um, I do have to find my value as well. It took me a long time before I started charging. So what I do is, is I do, uh, like trivial, um, I, I'm a shaman healer, a medical intuitive, and what I do is, you know, this world deals with a lot of pain, and pain is unlimited. So what I do is, is I try to, t like, say, pick a color, and you'll pick a color, and then I'll tell you exactly what ailments that are really deep down. It could be something from a past. It could be from something now. It could be something that you've held on to from a past life, and I try to... Uh, help balance you to understand even the things that we hold on to that we dwell in might not be the exact reason why you're dwelling on that, but ignoring what really truly needs to be healed within you. So uh, a sensitive empath, um, I'm most definitely 100%, uh, you know, when someone comes to me for a reading or all these multiple people come to my timeline, I feel their pain 10 times fold what they're going through just to tell the story of what we refuse to see. You know, the ego of the mind, we refuse to acknowledge what is in our face most of the time. So, um, 
I, I tried paying it forward. I love doing this. I'm very honored you guys have me on the show with you tonight. Well, we're very honored you're on with us, too. Now, I always ask this of everybody to start the show, Lori, especially if they're a psychic medium or someone like that. How did you know? When, when did you first realize you had this gift, and, and how did it at first affect your life? Well, the first uh, time I remember uh, seeing spirits, and they were actually a uh, full form, like I would see you in front of me. Um, I was about, uh, I think I was almost two years old. It was a very vivid, because I was a daddy's girl when my father was off the road. He was a truck driver, professional boxer, mechanic. So when my dad was there, you know, I was always, wherever dad was, I was like five feet away from him. And I remember always seeing this man, and he he had never had a shirt on. But that, you know, a child doesn't think that. But me as an adult now, you know, when I started realizing um, what was going on and what was, being shown to me when uh, I remember my, you know, the people that, spirits, the ghosts. I don't like calling them ghosts. They're souls. Um, when I started seeing them, I remember I was still in the diaper, and I was getting ready to walk over or crawl over uh, rocks in, in my father's uh, property that he, he was actually born in. And I was crawling, and I remember this old man, he would just look at me, never talk to me. He would go, uh, uh, uh. And I, and I looked at him, and it took me a long time to, like, why are you telling me, uh-uh? It took me a long time to realize he was protecting me from me getting hurt. And by the time I turned 30 years old, my dad's mom finally gave some pictures of the family to my dad. And I'm like, I started crying. I'm like, Pop, who is that man? I remember seeing him since I was little. He looked at me and goes, Sis, that's my dad. He died a year after you were born, and he was a 100% Cherokee Indian. And it was wow. very weird. It was very weird because the stories that I, my dad spoke about his father, um, he was actually a shaman as well. But, you know, we're not raised to acknowledge the true gifts that we all have. And, you know, my grandfather knew when somebody was getting ready to die, how they were going to die, where they're at, when they're going to die. And I have that gift, but I'm not God. I don't want to put that burden on anyone so what i do is i ask and i say let's twist it around let's make their life prolonged with healthy and what can i show them or tell them that can help keep them happy and healthy and that's what i i do i turn it around i don't take the negative of what a mental mind would see oh my god this person's going to die at 72 years old of a heart attack I don't want to do that. What I do is, is I say, look, you've got an artery on the right side of your, your heart and, and it, it, it's swelled. You've got cholesterol built up in it. And I see all that. I smell, I'm, I'm, I don't care if it's on the phone. If you write me in a message, I can see automatically everything. And I'll be able to tell you, hey, look, you need to go get a physical. You need to get your heart checked. Wow. And I, yeah, I mean, that's what I do. I mean, my grandfather, he knew when his brother Lawrence died, and my dad says, he says, Sis, you know, I'm the oldest girl of 10 kids, so there's four boys older than I, than myself, and then there's uh, five more kids born, and it was a set of twins uh, right after me. And, you know, he, he says, Sis, you know, I remember the time my dad got that phone call. He said before it had happened, he, he just stood, he just was like still. He couldn't move, his eyes were staring, 
and he he looked around like as if he was there but not mentally there if that makes sense because that's a you know I remote review I project too so I know what that means and he said all I remember is him screaming he says mom Lawrence is dead and she goes oh George shut up I don't want to hear it and then within 15 minutes dad said they had gotten a phone call that they found Lawrence dead and that was his brother so when that happens, how do people, I mean, let's just say that, you know, somebody that you don't know and you do that, and how do they react to you when, you, when you're when you I will that never accurate? do that. I, I, well, I have been accurate, but I will not tell somebody, oh, my God, you're going to die. What I do is, you know, I'll say, uh, let's, let's, in the beginning, I have a group that I open because when I first started acknowledging that I was gifted, I knew there was something different about me. Ten kids, both parents, grandparents. I'm the only bloody redhead in the family. I have green eyes. Nobody, everybody else has coal black hair with the dark blue eyes or the hazel eyes. My mother had the dark auburn color hair with the uh, blue eyes. I had a couple brothers that were born with blonde hair. My father was born with uh, pigeon-toed white. So, and then it turned coal black. Me, I was only one, 10 kids, both parents, grandparents. I was the only fire red. They used to call me firehead, big red, pippy long. I mean, I had all the names. And, you know, I always knew there was something different about me. I never felt as if I belonged in that family. But when I knew I was around my father, I knew I was drawn for him, if that makes sense. So, no, that makes I mean, total sense. Yeah, so... I mean, I was always outcast. I was always pushed aside. I was never accepted. Um, and, and I don't like giving a lot of my personal business out, but, you know, I was a very abused child, neglected child. My mom, at, uh, you know, when I was two, she tried to beat the living life out of me. And it took me until I was 30 to realize my mother is gifted. She's 76 years old on Valentine's Day. She's still alive. And she'll even today tell you, I... I'm tired of hearing them. I don't want to know about them. I don't want to see them anymore. I, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with it, Lori. And I'm, and this is a year after my dad died. And I'm like, Ma, I said, do you understand that you're here because they, they need you? You can tell them when you're ready to be able to understand them or if you're ready to help them. And she goes, I don't want to deal with it. I said, then you're not in control of your own life because if we cannot accept what we're, you know, have known all our life and try to ignore it. And then she turns around and she must have seen it inside me or knew that there was some, I was different like her. I think she was trying to beat that out of me. But we have to look at it on the spiritual side of the, of the brain and then the human side of the brain to where we have to learn, you know, even though we are the ones that are being attacked, we have to see on the, the spiritual side, it's the ignorance of the mind. You know, you, you can't beat something out of a child. You can't um, change somebody's mind if it's set. So, you know, even my mom now today, she I haven't spoke to her in five years um, because she's afraid to acknowledge me now because she knows I know who she is. I know that, you know, the ignorance of the mind of the human side, you know, is... It, it was vain. It, it's. Uh, I don't want to say it's evil, but it's sick. If that, if you, if you may. So, you know, I mean, I've, I've, 
let, let me ask you this, Joe, Laura, because it's, it's kind of, and I don't want you to go into personal stuff because you've already done that a little bit for us, but there's a lot yeah, of people fine. that have the, yeah, but there's a lot of people that have your gift and I, you know, some of them are, are accurate. Some of them aren't. That's just the, the way the industry is, I guess. But I'd say 80% of them have the same type of youth story as you do. So what would you say to somebody that's young right now that's going through something? And, and like I said, you don't have to elaborate, but it's going through something like you're going through when you were young and they're discovering things about themselves, but they don't know what to do about. What would you say to them? Well, I'm actually, um, if you don't mind me, uh, I mean, I don't mind sharing my life. I just won't go into too much TMs, you know, TMI. But um, I'm actually opening a paranormal mentoring class. Uh, it is on Facebook. Um, I already have a couple of uh, children that I'm uh, mentoring. They do have to have a waiver from the parent. If they're under the age of 16 years old, they have to have the parent with them so that way the parent can learn through me to help their child. So, you know, I, I can help them, but the, t- the parent has to keep them, you know, to understand who they are as well. So, I mean, I am opening that up. I am offering that. Uh, very soon, I am getting uh, a, a list of kids. I do mentor adults right now. I've been mentoring them for over 20-some years. Uh, at Facebook, I've been uh, mentoring privately. Nobody knows about it. It's not nobody's business. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that are afraid to come out and say, hey, look, I see dead people, or I hear the dead. Uh, so I, it is a private group. Nobody knows about it. You sign up through my website. And I, what I do is, you know, and, and, and you made a comment and, and I'm glad that you said this. And I don't put anyone down. I'm not here to judge anyone. I'm not better than anyone. No one's better than anyone. We're all, we all have different jobs to do. But there are so many street readers out there that if they're, if you go to someone and you're giving them $130 for a tire, do you want to watch them and do this tire? and ask them questions, or do you want to just let them do their job, make sure it comes off the shelf, and then you know it's new. So with, when you're coming to a spiritual person, the first no-no, and, and I'm going to tell, I'm saying this for myself tonight, anyone that wants to ask a question, don't give any information. Don't ask about, is my mom around? You're telling. So a, a street reader can say, well, I do have a woman that's here. She's saying that she's mom. Well, boom, you just told me your mom's dead. So I'm feeding off of what you just told me. Oh, my God, is she so mad at me because I didn't give her the medicine that night? Boom, you just told her. So you have to be careful on what you're giving when you're sitting in front of hearing or listening to a spiritual person. There's too many street street readers out there. You, they're taking advantage of people. If anyone is out there, I've, I, I help with the missing. I'm working on a, a case of two young girls that were murdered. I don't charge for that. I don't charge for a remote review when it comes to an, a haunting. But if I find out that a haunting becomes a self-inflicted, it becomes a, a healing reading to me. I will charge for that. For a remote review, I'll do an ash project. I've done ash projections and, um, around the globe and I've never charged. So it depends on what the service is. I did, uh, let's just put it this, let me, uh, um, tell a story what I did. Uh, I had a friend and they said, Lori, I have a friend. His wife is being sexually assaulted. 
and it's spirit. I've seen, uh, he says, I've seen it. Her body lifted off the bed. She's got bruises everywhere when I wake up. I said, okay, don't tell me no more. I said, don't tell me anymore because then you're putting in too much personal stuff. So the lady calls me, and the first thing I got hit was with so much emotion, I wanted to cry. I felt like I was stoned, drunk. I said, how do you do? I'm Lauren Johnson. I said, I'm going to ask you a few questions. And I said, all I need is a yes or no. I said, ma'am, are you drinking? She goes, yes, ma'am. I said, I know. I feel like I'm drunk. I said, and then I started looking in her past, what she did before she went to the, the phone call with me. I said, ma'am, did you take a couple pills? One was a blue one. Another one was a, a, a oversized one. She goes, oh, my God. Yes, I did. I said, ma'am, when you're drinking with this medication, what happens is you're not able to co be coherent to the point of understanding what's going on in your life. She goes, okay, I understand that. I said, honey, what you're doing, I looked at her, uh, you know, medically, and I said, you have a scar on your liver. I said, your, your right, my right, your left lung has a, 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 a spot on it. I said, do you smoke? She goes, yes, I do. I said, honey, you gotta stop smoking. You've gotta stop drinking. You have cirrhosis starting. I said, you also have some female problems, because I see that, you know, I was going and telling her all this. She goes, you're right. I just, I uh, had a doctor tell me that I need to get a hysterectomy. I said, okay. Hey, Thirst, can I try out a few more sound effects on you? Yes. Cool. You okay with this? Yes. And this? Yes. And what about this? Gotcha there, Thirst. That wasn't sound effects. That was a Coke. I'm no longer thirsty. You're so out of here. Coca-Cola. Open happiness. As a man, you know what it's like to break your back on a daily basis. Introducing new Bud Silver, the beer for hardworking men. It's just what you need after a day of assembling flat-pack furniture. When instructions are cast aside in favor of intuition. Working with one eye on the job and another on the TV. A day when you're told it looks a bit wonky at least 40 times. Hardworking men want a fuller-tasting, thirst-quenching beer. New Bud Silver. One cold can of you bet I earned it. Hi, this is the Kentucky Ghost Hunter. If you've ever wanted to become a successful investor but have some issues on just where to find a good deal, well, I've got one for you. Look no further than Soarhead Station Burgers and Lord Harbor. The opportunity offers low participation with a maximum revenue award potential. If you want to learn more about this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, just send me an email. Dean at KentuckyGhostHunter.com That's Dean at KentuckyGhostHunter.com I'll tell you what, I'll forward your request for information to the owners of this facility, and they'll get back to you as soon as possible. It's a great deal, folks. Remember the name, Sorehead Station Burgers and More. When the food is great, the profits are going to be greater. We're here asking people from all over what they think of lifting green tea. Let's hear what people from Texas have to say. Mmm, mmm. How about China? Mmm. Germany? Mmm. How about people from the North Pole? Mmm. Or Mars? <laughs> what about mimes? Oh, right. People with their jaws wired shut? Oh. Yeah, a barbershop quartet. Mm. 
to the Kentucky Ghost Hunter Show. As many of you heard, we had a little technical difficulty there. We lost uh, Lori for just a minute. We've got her back on. I sh- you're still there, right, Lori? I am. Okay. Well, she's back on, folks. Let me give you the call-in number again. We're going to start taking callers here pretty soon. The call-in number is 701-719-3600. That's 701-719-3600. Or 888-429-5471. That's 888-429-5471. Four seven one. And next week's guest, folks, you've probably heard of him. His name is Josh Hurd. He's an author, filmmaker, and he's the co-owner of Malvern Manor, located in southwestern Iowa. And the site was featured on the show Paranormal Lockdown. Josh is going to be with us next week and talking about the manor and some things he's got going on as a filmmaker. And Lori, I'm sorry we got interrupted. Uh, I want to go back and have you go ahead and finish what you were saying. On, on the break, we kind of talked about it. And uh, if you remember where you left off, or I mean, just just let's continue on with that conversation because I was so engrossed in the conversation. And when you left, I just I think I went into shock a little bit. So sorry about <laughs> that. But go, go ahead, Lori. Well, you know. Um, anyway, we were talking about a lady that was sexually being abused by a spirit. Um, as that, you know, the gentleman that came to me, one of my friends, uh, of his friend's wife. And, you know, the way, because I am a shaman healer, I'm also a medical intuitive. My number one thing is, I don't go after the first thing, oh my god, let's do an investigation on this house to see if there's ghosts here. My number one thing is, is I go after what it could cause this. What, what could cause 
a, uh, a you know, a poltergeist, a, a, uh, I call it a taunting, um, and it, it would be a malice taunting if it's being, you know, the woman is being sexually abused by a spirit that's, a person that's not there. So I started asking her about, you know, I wanted to look, I could do the past, the future, all of it. So I went back in her past and I, I seen, I started feeling drunk. I don't drink. I've never did drugs in my entire life, you know, so I, I didn't, I, I like knowing that I'm in control of my life. So what I did was I said, I started getting drunk. I felt like I was, I was high. Um, so anyways, I said, honey, are you drinking? She goes, yes, I am. I said, I can smell it. And I can also, I, I'm also feeling as if I'm drinking. I said, please, if, while we're doing this, I said, if you're totally serious of wanting to find out what's going on, I, I really want you to be acknowledging that you love yourself enough to find out to hear, to be able to be coherent enough to understand what's going on. And she goes, okay, I promise. And she know, I, I mean, I could stand in front of you, uh, spiritually by remote review as projecting. It's a long story. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> we, we've got two hours. Go ahead. <laughs> well, okay. I'm standing in front of you. If you take my left, your right hand and stick it in front of you. Go towards the middle, almost like you're reaching for the other arm, but you're still reaching out. Do you feel that cold draft in front of you? Actually, I do. Yes, I do. How do you do? That's me. So anyway, I, I, you know, I did the same thing with her. I let her know that, you know, I work in the light. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus Christ. You know, to let her know that I, there's nothing evil about me because if I was evil, I wouldn't try to help her to save her. She, you know, we're all worthy no matter what we've done in our past. We're worthy of forgiveness and we have to forgive ourselves before we can be forgiven. And that's what I explained to her. And I asked her about the pills, and I told her what they look like, and she goes, yes, ma'am, I did. She said, I've, I've dealt with PTSD, I've dealt with bipolar, and I said, don't tell me anymore, honey, because you're feeding me. There's so many people out there that can read off of just one thing you say. I said, just let me tell you what I see, you tell me yes or no. I'm not afraid to be told no, if you're wrong. So anyway, she goes, okay, yes, ma'am. So she asked her husband to uh, to go out the door, even though I still saw him. There's no such thing as walls with me. I still saw him. He's protective, and that's a good thing. So anyways, I go in, and I and I start looking in her past. She was molested by her father. He was an alcoholic, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get emotional because I still live the the moment of as if I'm her. So please forgive me. Try out a few sound effects on you. Yes. Cool. You okay with this? Yes. And this? Yes. And what about this? Yes. Ha, gotcha there, Thirst. That wasn't sound effects. That was a Coke. I'm no longer thirsty. You're so out of here. Coca-Cola. Open happiness. 
As a man, you know what it's like to break your back on a daily basis. Introducing New Bud Silver, the beer for hardworking men. It's just what you need after a day of assembling flat pack furniture. When instructions are cast aside in favor of intuition. Working with one eye on the job and another on the TV. A day when you're told it looks a bit wonky at least 40 times. Hardworking men want a fuller tasting, thirst quenching beer. New Bud Silver. One cold can of you bet I earned it. Hi, this is the Kentucky Ghost Hunter. If you've ever wanted to become a successful investor but have some issues on just where to find a good deal, well, I've got one for you. Look no further than Soarhead Station Burgers and Lord Harbor. The opportunity offers low participation with a maximum revenue award potential. If you want to learn more about this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, just send me an email. Dean at KentuckyGhostHunter.com That's Dean at KentuckyGhostHunter.com I'll tell you what, I'll forward your request for information to the owners of this facility, and they'll get back to you as soon as possible. It's a great deal, folks. Remember the name, Sorehead Station Burgers and More. When the food is great, the profits are going to be greater. We're here asking people from all over what they think of lifting green tea. Let's hear what people from Texas have to say. Mmm, mmm. How about China? Mmm. Germany? Mmm. How about people from the North Pole? Mmm. Or Mars? What about mimes? Oh, right. People with their jaws wired shut? Oh. Yeah, a barbershop quartet. Mm. Oh, you guys are great. How about race car drivers? Mm. Yeah, what about you, high school glee club, here on a field trip? That settles it. It sounds like everyone loves the taste of Lipton green tea. With its protective antioxidants from real tea, it's not just good for you, it's to you. Lipton tea can do that. Air fresheners create a beautiful atmosphere in your home. But some can be overpowering. Ambipure Puress is different because it's allergen reduced. It's just as scented, but we've taken things out to make it kinder to sensitive skin. So, all you're left with is a collection of delicate air fresheners approved by Allergy UK. Ambipure Puress, a fresh take on fragrance in your home. You love chocolate. Mmm, chocolate. You love M&M's. Oh, yes. But your tastes have grown up, and you're just not wild about super sweet milk chocolate. So you've been avoiding M&M's. Yeah. Well, fear no more. Huh? M&M's Dark Chocolate to the Rescue. My heroes! M&M's Dark Chocolate Candies. Available wherever fine candies are sold. Hi, Tom Bodette. Of all the things invented in 1962, some have faded away, like cassette tape. And others are still very much with us, like lava lamps and Motel 6. Yep, Motel 6 is celebrating 50 years of giving travelers a good night's rest and saving you more for what you travel for. But we're just getting started. In fact, the longer you watch us, the better we get. Kind of like a lava lamp. Trippy. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6. 50 years and the light's still on.
Welcome back to the Kentucky Ghost Hunter Show. We have got Lori back in. For some reason, the phone kept dropping. I don't, we don't know if it was on her end or our end or whatever it was, but we went ahead and went off air, and we brought her back through on Skype. So we're hoping this is going to be a lot better. Uh, Call-in number is 701-719-3600. That's 701-719-3600 or 888-429-5471. Don't forget next week's guest, Josh Hurd. Filmmaker and author, co-owner of Malvern Manor in Southwest Iowa. Kevin, we were just in Iowa last year, wasn't it? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. That was a funny thing, and uh, I'm just gonna. We we actually did the bridges of Madison County out there, and I think I've told the story a million times, but we didn't catch anything. But we did do a, a good shadow figure uh, <laughs> show there. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, it, we had dinosaurs and everything from Kevin doing the shadow stuff. So, anyway, are, are you on with us, Lori? I am. Okay, you sound welcome even back, better, Lori. Now. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back. So, we've done our commercials. You know, our sponsors are going to be very happy you keep dropping because we have to go to them. <laughs> so, they're getting free service from us. But, uh, welcome no. back, Lori. Now, now, go ahead with your, your story. We're at the part where uh, you found out that the young lady had been molested by her father, and then we, we cut out. Okay. So if you could start from there, we'll try it again. Okay. So anyways, I asked her about her father. Did she get a chance to, say, uh, you know, yell at him or, you know, just open up and, and ask why, you know, why he did it or even acknowledge that he he did it. I was sick. Please forgive me. Never got it because he died before because she had ran away and never went back. And I said, baby, what's going on is you don't have really a poltergeist it's not really your father but because you are drinking you're on medication and you're also going through the change of life so our minds uh at at a certain age puts us in oh my god i wish i was young and then boom we're actually drinking and we're becoming angry all over again so i you know my my number one thing about this is you know it's not when I do my paranormal uh, uh, investigations, my remote reviews, my healings. It's not that I go directly right after the ghost. I I find out what began the, the a little tiny sore that turned into a huge infection, and, and that's most of the time. This what's going on with the uh, spirits, uh, you know, that are moving and, and shutting doors in a house, or you know, an an investigation, you know, of a house that has poltergeist in it. What what started that poltergeist? And, and usually, it's because somebody has refaced a home. So, you know, it's this disturbance. And with her, you know, with her having the guilt of why did my dad, my daddy, you know, molest me. And, and then now I'm actually not noticing that I'm becoming him as far as the drinker and, and the abuser. And she's abusing herself. So I, you know, she stopped drinking. She doesn't, she doesn't take the pills anymore. And from what her husband told me, he, she is a thousand percent better. And she's not being attacked. And, I, and what I did was I wanted to see if it really was her father's soul that was doing this. And it wasn't. It was her own guilt of still holding on to what happened to her. And, and it was still a, co- a connection to her dad. It's, uh, it sounds whacked out, but it uh, it helped her to understand that it's time not to just forgive her dad 
for her dad, but to forgive her what her dad did to her. That way, you know, when we don't learn, when we, we can't, if we don't learn to forgive our enemy or the person that hurt us, they're moving on in their life and you're still stuck in that pain. And I teach, you know, with the shamanism that I, you know, that I do, I teach them, we don't forgive them just for them. We forgive them for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So that way, when it's our day of dying and we are ready to cross and go to the light, we're not stuck earthbound with unfinished business. And, and I deal with spirits every day. They come in my home right now. I have somebody pacing in the hallway waiting for somebody that's getting ready to ask or call in. So, I mean, they come into my home and, and, you know, I asked them, I said, why do you come to my home? I said, why are so many here? And they said, because we're safe here and, and you bless your home and you work in the light and we know that we're, we can't get hurt. We're not, we're not, you know, the negative can't get us. I mean, I'm, I, I'm honored that our creator trusts me with what he given me all my life. You know, I'm going to have to ask you something about that, Lori, because a lot of times it seems like Christianity and the paranormal is kind of in a, in a way separating and people are, are well, just like the world. They're saying there is no God, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But the paranormal part of it, it's very important because a lot of the things we, we use to, I don't want to say conquer, but to, uh, investigate is based on religious beliefs. So you're a Christian. You told us that you believe in Jesus. What? Yeah, hold what, up, honey. Yeah. Hold up, sir. Sure. I, I never said I was a Christian because to me, when we die, there's one God, there's one Jesus Christ. And when you're in heaven, do you really believe that there's a religion? Well, no, I don't at all. Okay. I, I agree with what you're I, saying there. And, and to me, you know, is, and, and I'm, I'm not a negative Nelly. I don't put down anyone. I was a Sunday school teacher. I was raised in Houston, Texas. I was a Southern, uh, Baptist. And then when I moved back to Maryland where I was born, I was a Baptist. I was, I was married a Methodist. I'm Presbyterian. You know, I, I'm, I've gone to church. I love the church. And, and, and I'm not going to judge anybody. I'm not going to put anybody down, but I don't believe that there is a religion because when we die, we all are going to meet each other in that light in, in heaven. And I, and there is a heaven. I've died more than one time at NDE. I've seen Jesus Christ and he has blue eyes, not brown eyes. And he's about seven foot one, seven foot two. He's got long, dirty, blonde, brownish hair. So I've seen him. I've seen Archangel Michael in person. You know, today's society, thank God that there, you, people are understanding that there is spirituality out there or, or I would be hanging, uh, hugging myself on the third floor in the hospital with the crap that I've seen and with the things that I've gone through. But I never allowed any of it to become personal. You know, just because we're abused doesn't mean that we claim it. That's not who we are. We did not deserve it. And most of the people that are abused are healers. And what happens is our light is our soul. And we, we end up drawing in the broken in people that, or we, you know, we, our, our, our empathy is to help heal them. We, we should never take personal on what has happened to us in our, our lives. I forgive everybody. And I haven't, I haven't had a, a good life, but 
do I sit and whine about it and, and stop my life or do I move on and, and do what I'm supposed to be doing? And that's enjoying the, the world. God gave us this world to love, to, to take advantage of it. With the religion wise, you know, I've, I've gone to every religion church that was out there. And I mean, not being rude, I'm not putting no, no religion down, but I mean, the one church, it was stuck on, uh, Corinthians. The other church was stuck in uh, James. I mean, when I look at a Bible and, and I see and I'm reading the words, the true biblical words come to me in gold. I know it's in the light. It was biblically written, but there's a lot of things that were written in the Bible that was man-made, that created govern, separation, kings. So do you really believe that our God would do that? Absolutely not. Absolutely will not. I agree well, on the Bible part of that 100%. Yeah, I too. The Bible's written by man, and it's, it is the word of God, but it's also, you gotta, you gotta, it, there's hypocrisy, it. but there's hypocrites in there. And I was also shown, um, about maybe, I want to say about almost eight to between eight and 10 years that there's scrolls. We have one and a half scroll. And, and I, and I was where, you know, my dad was scared to death to die. And he had us so paranoid to die. I was paranoid. I, I, he had me, I mean, if you want to talk about PTSD, I was terrified of dying. And then all of a sudden I just let go of it. I, I let go of it because if it's my time, it's my time. So be it. I'll be back. I believe in reincarnation. I see it. I, 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 there's a lot of crap out there in this world. I've seen that you, you guys think that, oh my goodness, this guy's off his rocker. Well, guess what? You're sitting in the rocker beside him because it's true. <laughs> they're just, they're just going in the wrong diag, in the wrong corner looking for the evidence of it. But anyways, I was shown that there's more scrolls and we're, we're not at the ending of our lives. We're actually in the second, se second term of, of, of the beginning. We really are. We're in the beginning because you, you've got to remember we're, we're so scientifically stuck and, and, and science that, oh, the world ended and, and then and the dinosaurs began and it was caveman. Okay. That world is ended. We have just begun. No matter if we're thousands of years old, we're actually in our second term. There's, there's nine terms. This world's not ending. I asked, I said, is, are you going to destroy something that you created that is beautiful? And, and that's another, uh, kind of like whacked out thing. I, I'm getting ready to write a book. But anyways, my, my outlook is God created the earth, but I do believe that there is other alien, there's other life out there that help create what was on this earth. Absolutely. And I've seen it. There's gray coats and blue coats. I had one the other day in my house. <laughs> the gray, the, the gray coats are more aggressive. They're very long armed. They're very pointy in the head. Um, I've seen people walk the, the, the streets and I can look at them and they're not human. Is that a bad thing? No. Who are we to judge? You know, how do we know we didn't take their world away? Uh, you, so you know. Lord, Lord, you believe that these uh change change gears a little bit do you believe these aliens will call them do you believe that a lot of our new tech our technology has advanced so much in the past hundred years that's from the even 80 folks. years it i believe it's 100 percent. a lot of this is alien technology that's coming that's it's a process well you know what i also believe that there's time travelers i've actually just met a, i'm actually mentoring one as a woman um 
she actually is time. She's a, she's a traveler. And I believe that there is a parallel in some parts of our world. And it's, I'm not going to give too much because then, you know, you're going to, somebody's going to get rich off of my site. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, I do believe that there are parallels of uh, different times in the world in different centuries and 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 in the future and what happened is is some of it is coming in and i believe that the blue coats are the ones that are helping us do that do you you believe it's like a ripple you believe there could be like a ripple that comes down and you can like drive a car per se and next thing you know you're no you don't believe it you don't believe in that theory with the car wise no, I mean, I'm not saying a car in general. Just, I mean, there could be a ripple. You walk through a ripple. You can walk through, drive through. Well, the, from and, what? And all of a sudden, you're in a, you're in a town, but all of a sudden, you're in the future. You're in the past. You can be. Yeah, but you've got to remember when you're, I call him a jumper. Even, it's just like me when I do my ask project remote reviewing. When I do ask projecting, I'm still sitting here talking to you, but I'm actually standing right behind you and you need to brush the back of your hair. So that's how I, I believe, uh, you know, um, how the time travelers, I call them jumpers. Jumpers are, they can, they can kind of like move without moving the body, if that makes sense. You have a hat on or you wear a hat? Just, let's just ask him. Do I? Yeah. No. no I do was once in a while. I haven't worn one today at all. Okay. I will tell you, I wear them all the time. So. <laughs> Yeah, you wear yours a little bit sideways, and he wears his sometimes backwards, or it'll be uh, tilted upwards. I just walked in your past. <laughs> so, anyways, am I wrong or right? Come on, guys. You're, you're wrong on oh. the hat part of me. With I never wear my. I, I might wear it up a little bit, but I don't wear my hat backwards. At least yeah, I have no, my lifetime. You're about right with me. I'm always my head's cockeyed though. They tell me so that's probably why it goes that way. But yeah, yeah but you're I, correct. Yeah, but the guy that I who was okay, y'all. I don't even know y'all's name. Sorry, I'm, uh, but the the one with the deep deep voice, the first one that I was talking to. Me? Is that I, me? The one that I was I, w- I wasn't uh, correct. Kevin, that's me. Kevin, that was oh, Kevin. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Kevin, when you were 14 years old, did you not play ball? I played 14. Yeah, you're about 12 and 14. Yeah, I played baseball. Okay, so when you got peeved off, did you not turn your hat around? No, I never got mad because I wasn't very good at baseball. (laughs) I kind of knew that I was on the... You look like... Okay, so I'm not really good in the diamond-wise, but if you... If I'm I'm the pitcher or or the catcher and and the diamond far out to the... On the right side facing from the uh, pitcher, you were standing there, something happened, and you bent down to try to catch the ball and you got pissed off and... Oops, excuse me, slang. And turned the the hat. So kind of like watch your actions and and then let me know. (laughs) <laughs> See, we do t- we do things and not even realize that we do it. So with me, there's nothing that you can hide from me. What happened to your uh, my right, your left knee? I, I still don't know where you said that. I don't have a scar there. I can see. No, that was actually, no, that was actually behind the knee, like something yeah. stabbed you or scraped, scratched you when you were younger. Yeah. You were getting out of something, or you fell out of something. Well, I fall off a train. I busted my head open um, when I was a kid. <laughs> hmm. But um, yeah, I, I don't know about the knee star. thing. I still see that score. I have. I'll have Denise look at that. 
You're supposed to have her looked at it that then. <laughs> I know, but that was, she was. I'm a know. woman. I'm a woman. You ain't winning with me. <laughs> well, now I got to tell you something. You're saying knees and stuff like that. The Lori, I've actually, I, yeah, I, I've got to, everything you're saying is me because I, I played yeah, ball man. when I was 14. I got mad, put my hat backwards. I have a scar on my right leg from a surgery I had to have. Told yeah, but you have, you're actually, my left, your right knee actually is very swelled right now. That, well, see, you're talking about me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing you now, but I see Kevin too. Kevin was very shy, but very mouthy when he got mad or protective. Yeah, I'm definitely shy. I don't know you personally, honey. I'm just letting you know what I see. Yeah. I'll have to admit, Kevin, you're pretty shy. So I'm going to have quiet. to go with that. You're, you are we're a quiet, quiet type, and I'm, I'm kind of the opposite type of that. But, uh, anyway. no, you're shy, but you, something got you to the point where, yeah, I'm not going to keep my mouth shut no more. Go for it. We still got an hour. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about you. That's you. I can't. Well, I, I'm used to it. So go ahead. Whatever you got to say, let's go for it because I like, you know, because it gives you validity and, and it, uh, you know, hey, it's great entertainment. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I'm entertainment now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, is your is your uh, father passed, or is that your grandfather? That he's a little bit bigger than you. Um, actually, my grandfather's passed. He's taller than me. My dad was a little bit shorter, but he's bigger weight wise, and he's passed as well. Okay, you're giving too much. See that right there? Gave his street reader. Okay, so the man that's behind you, he part parted his hand, hair. There, it would be on his right side. Uh, kind of like a calic. Reminds me of Elvis Presley a little bit, but a little bit thinner, or shorter. Uh, that, that, that would be has, my father. And, and he has uh, he has dark eyes, so they've got to be brown or dark blue. They were dark blue. Mm -hmm. He smoked. I can smell the smoke. He did uh, pipe sometimes. It doesn't matter. It stinks. <laughs> it does. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. He's behind you. And somebody's birthday's coming up. He just yelled birthday. It's a um, woman. It's a girl. Actually, it's my daughter. Her birthday comes up in uh, a couple couple days, actually. Okay. He's ready to celebrate with you. And he wants, he's hugging you. He says, I am really sorry. That's a personal thing. I'm not putting it out there. You, you need some healing between you and your dad. Big time. And when I said yeah. that, I, I just felt your heart fall. Yeah. Yeah. You're actually right about that. Mm -hmm. We won't talk that about that right now. You also have a little short, uh, white hair lady, but it's more gray. Her hair is silver. Really short, short lady. Oh, actually. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. You got a belly, a little bit of a belly. Let me see. Your dad had a lot of health issues that, uh, they did not find in time when he, before he died. He had a lot of issues going on. Yeah, you're correct. Mm -hmm. There's some going on with his toes too. Like a diabetic thing? Yeah, he was diabetic. Yeah, really bad, honey. You're, you're, they could have saved your dad. They could have. Well, I didn't hear that last part. They could have saved your dad, but they did not find it in time. He had prostate Correct. issues going on. He's got uh, lung, some lung issues going on. He also had a bad heart. There's an artery, really bad. Yep, yep. He actually had asthma, and he died from a heart attack. So you are absolutely correct. Yep, I know. I feel it and see it. The old lady says that uh, you, she's ready to hit you with a rolling pin. She wants to make cookies for you, but you won't tell her what kind you want this time. <laughs> oh, gee, that's probably one of my grandmothers has passed on. <laughs> I think it's her dad's. <laughs> Actually, yeah, she passed on too, and uh, she did uh, 
She was a terrible, yeah, but she was a terrible cook, and she would try to make cookies, but we never did like them. Well, that's why she's wanting to hit you over the head with a rolling pin because you never will tell her. Now, your mom's mom is a little bit bigger, ladies. Yes, yes. Was she a redhead? Uh, she was a. You would say that. I think it had a mixture of dark and red. Yeah, because I see like an auburnish color, but I see a red tint to it. Yeah, there was a she red has, tint to it. She has really bad. Uh, uh, my right, her left eye is really bad. Really bad. She has bad eyes. Yeah, she did wear glasses. She did have bad eyesight. Don't go into details. That's feeding a psychic. Um, she grabs her stomach, like female issues going on really bad. Like, uh, pro, uh, hold on. She talks fast. Woo, she won't shut up. Sorry. <laughs> I say, Grandma. Show me what, what's going on. Oh, she had intestines issues going on too, and she had kidney issues. And a female. It's it, it all came from the uh, pancreas. Was your grand, was your grandmother on chemo? Uh yes. Oh, but it was her kidneys. It, part of it, yeah. Yeah, but. She also had uh, what we call um, black lung a little bit. She had black lung. Her dad. Yeah, very her much da- so. Her dad. I'm living your grandma's life. Sorry, I'm just following her. She's a daddy's girl, but she loves her mama. Your grandma loves her mama. But she liked to slap her a couple times, she said. <laughs> your grandmother is hilarious. She's giving your mom a bunch of uh, pansy. It looks like pansy flowers. Your mom talks to her a lot. Your mom's still alive? Yeah, she is. Okay, and she, your mom loves being in the kitchen, by the way. I'm following your mother. Yeah, she does. And she's afraid of the dark? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Mm-hmm. Your mother's gifted big time. She sees shadows, and it's her father and her grand, uh, skinny grandfather. Yeah, he was actually a skinny grandfather. He was. Yeah. He was a railroad man? He shows me tra- trains, or uh, uh, what are those called? Like shipment type of things. What are those called that goes on the trains? You talk about the cargo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's around. He's he's showing me that. Yeah, he used the route. back in his day. That was the only way that they could. You know, they didn't have trucks and everything like they do today. So yeah, he used that a lot to ship stuff. Okay, well, honey, I'm not from that time. I don't know you personally. <laughs> Your family's very proud of you, except you have a buddy that died. You have a buddy coming forward. Okay. I don't know if he's saying Paul or it's Carl. He just said both of the names. Hmm. Hold on. Let me see. It's a car. It's an accident. He died in an accident. Young. You were young. You were young. Yeah, actually, actually, I know who you're talking about. I, I don't, you know, it was weird because I don't remember his first name. It was so long ago. Okay, but, but he, the first thing, uh, he was like, whoa, dude, what's up, bud? <laughs> that sounds like the friend I'm talking about. I wish I could remember <laughs> his first name, though. Jeez. It sounds like Paul. It, it may be Paul. It may be. Like Did I said, I don't. Dean? I, 
No, actually, I don't because it, what it was, I just, and I, I know I'm giving some information, but just so people know where I'm coming from on this anyway, um, he was a friend of a friend and we got to, to, uh, hang out a lot. And what mm-hmm. happened was on his way home, uh, they were racing somebody and the mm-hmm. person that was driving the car he was in did not notice that the diesel in front of them had stopped mm-hmm. and he, he went right, they went right under it. So she's very accurate about that. I just o- can't remember. On the right name. side of it. I can see the yeah. accident. Yeah. Yeah. I see it. Mm. Okay. I don't want to go too much detail because I'll feel everything. He had a child. Do you know if he had a child? It, it he looks, did. He did. Yeah. And he's telling me it's two. But two yeah, it was, it was two. And I'll just. A boy and a girl. Yeah, and it was twins and it was a boy and a girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He likes to say the word, what the H-E, the hockey sticks. What it's okay. The- We're on the internet. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, he did. <laughs> he, he thinks it's cool that you're talking to him. He, 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 he says something about you're blaming yourself or something. You need to chill the F out. I picked their mannerisms up. Sorry, guys. No, it's good. He says, stop blaming yourself. There, there is nothing, nothing anyone can do. And I'm not reading y'all's timelines. Good God. <laughs> you have a female coming forward again. And she overdosed. Actually, I know who you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, she's beautiful. She never knew it. She was damaged. She was destroyed. Destroyed means uh, uh, she was uh, molested. She was beat. Her parents were uh, the true blue hippies, you know, the drugs, the drinking, all that. Yeah, they were. They were. Hey, Thirst, can I try out a few more sound effects on you? Yes. Cool. You okay with this? Yes. And this? Yes. And what about this? Gotcha there, Thirst. That wasn't sound effects. That was a Coke. I'm no longer thirsty. You're so out of here. Coca-Cola. Open happiness. As a man, you know what it's like to break your back on a daily basis. Introducing new Bud Silver, the beer for hardworking men. It's just what you need after a day of assembling flat pack furniture. But instructions are cast aside in favor of intuition. Working with one eye on the job and another on the TV. A day when you're told it looks a bit wonky at least 40 times. Hardworking men want a fuller tasting, thirst quenching beer. New Bud Silver. One cold can of you bet I earned it. Hi, this is the Kentucky Ghost Hunter. If you've ever wanted to become a successful investor but have some issues on just where to find a good deal, well, I've got one for you. Look no further than Soarin' Station Burgers and Lord Harbor. The opportunity offers low participation with a maximum revenue award potential. If you want to learn more about this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, just send me an email. Dean at KentuckyGhostHunter.com That's Dean at KentuckyGhostHunter.com I'll tell you what, I'll forward your request for information to the owners of this facility, and they'll get back to you as soon as possible. It's a great deal, folks. Remember the name, Sorehead Station, Burgers and More. When the food is great, the profits are going to be greater. We're here asking people from all over what they think of lifting green tea. Let's hear what people from Texas have to say. 
Mm-hmm. How about China? Mm-hmm. Germany? Mm-hmm. How about people from the North Pole? Mm-hmm. Or Mars? <laughs> it, what about mimes? Oh, right. People with their jaws wired shut? Oh. Yeah, a barbershop quartet. Mm. Oh, you guys are great. How about race car drivers? Mm. Yeah, what about you, high school glee club, here on a field trip? settles it. It sounds like everyone loves the taste of Lipton Green Tea. With its protective antioxidants from real tea, it's not just good for you, it's mmm to you. Lipton Tea can do that. Air fresheners create a beautiful atmosphere in your home. But some can be overpowering. Ambipure Puress is different because it's allergen reduced. It's just as scented, but we've taken things out to make it kinder to sensitive skin. So, all you're left with is a collection of delicate air fresheners approved by Allergy UK. Ambipure Puress, a fresh take on fragrance in your home. You love chocolate. Mmm, chocolate. You love M&M's. Oh, yes. But your tastes have grown up, and you're just not wild about super sweet milk chocolate, so you've been avoiding M&M's. Yeah. Well, fear no more. Huh? M&M's Dark Chocolate to the Rescue. My heroes! M&M's Dark Chocolate Candies. Available wherever fine candies are sold. Hi, Tom Bodette. Of all the things invented in 1962, some have faded away, like cassette tape. And others are still very much with us, like lava lamps and Motel 6. Yep, Motel 6 is celebrating 50 years of giving travelers a good night's rest and saving you more for what you travel for. But we're just getting started. In fact, the longer you watch us, the better we get. Kind of like a lava lamp. Trippy. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6. 50 years and the light's still on. Welcome back to the Kentucky Ghost Hunter Show. Folks, we're having some technical difficulties, as you can tell. We're our phone lines, uh, and, and I'm going to say the brief story here. Everybody knows that our main studio was in Paradise, California, and there was a fire there, and all this equipment that we're using is brand new. Our producer, Doug, is at right now trying to figure out why uh, we can't get calls in, because everybody's texting me saying, you know, um, we're calling, but we can't get in, and, and it's just, we're, we're going to get it fixed, but, uh, you know, if, if if you want to, uh, and Denise, well, you're one of them. We've been, you've been patient and you've been calling in. Denise, if you could just tell Kevin what question you have, cause you, yeah. you're friends with him, that, right. uh, that she can answer, actually answer those questions for you without having you actually call yeah, in. Yeah, so. I, I don't, I, I don't need to hear your voice. All you gotta do, cause I see Denise. She has, uh, curly, kind of curly hair, um, light eyes. So, I mean, I see her. I, I, I follow energy, not who you are. That's just like when, you know, you've got to remember when you're doing your, your readings, you're not reading the person. You're supposed to read the energy. Everything is energy. So I can see her. She's got a mother figure, grandmother figure coming to forward. And she looks just like her, except the other lady that has passed is a little bit bigger in the face. She, she's shaped like her dad and looks like her mom. 
And Kevin, you're going to have to relay because you're there doing everything with her. Yeah, I don't know if she's... Does she hear what I say? I don't know if she heard that or not because she was trying to call in, so she wasn't on the phone. So, anyways. We'll see if she comes back, but in the meantime, let's let's continue on. All right, that sounds great. So, Lori, let me ask you a question because I'm curious on this. We we talked the other night for a few minutes on uh, Facebook, mm-hmm. and you were on, of course, The Ghost of Shepherdstown, which mm-hmm. a lot of people watched. It was a popular show. I think it had, what, three seasons? Is that correct? Correct. And um, Denise and I actually went on a vacation there, and uh, Andy, we went to uh, through uh, North Carolina. We came up, we went to Shepherdstown, and we went to Antietam, and of course, we stopped at uh, Harper's Ferry, which if anybody's ever not been there, they need to go there. It's some of those neat places you ever be in your life. And uh, at nighttime, after basically 6 o'clock, all the places close in town, and it's basically a ghost town. And when it gets dark, you can walk around the whole town at night and investigate it, and there's nobody around. Uh, but what was it like being on that show, and was it uh, work with production company and stuff like that? The production company is actually very family-oriented, uh, very good people. Um, Tusia Lyman was the director producer and uh, anybody that is looking for a producer and director, she is, she's awesome. I mean, she works with you. She has a lot of empathy for people. Um, she can take something out of nothing and just turn it into a good story. Uh, when it became her and I working with each other for a little while, uh, as far as, you know, what do you think we should do this? You know, she, I asked him never to tell me anything about the destination, about the people, about the case, because like I could already be there and then tell you the story. I don't want to do that because I could miss an information. And once I release an information, I don't remember it. I don't want to remember it. I, I become a peeping Tom if I start remembering all these millions of readings I've already given. So she already knew she get, they gave me a lot of respect on that. They knew that I wasn't a street reader or fake or anything like that, and they loved that. They gave me a lot of respect for that. Um, and what I really uh, loved about the whole crew, period, you know, when, when people were telling them, this, there was a lot of people that were telling the stories, but were scared of what other people would say in a small town. Um, they did use some step-ins, and to me, I think that's respectful. A lot of people, oh, you got movie stars in there. Yeah. You know, that's not about the show. The show was to tell them their stories. You know, there's, I don't, I don't believe any of it was, uh, fake or you wouldn't find me on there. I'm not fake. I mean, I, I just gave the gentleman there a reading. Am I fake? No, I'm not fake. I, I don't we, want we loved on the show how you actually, uh, you know, cross people over where, you know, you watch some of these shows and of course they don't do that. Right. And then they may act like they do it afterwards, but we know, we all know they just pack up and leave. Oh uh, yeah, most definitely. Create, well. create situations, make things worse. But, uh, when we went to, when we went to Shepherdstown, we had a blast. We stopped at all the locations and, uh, that's yeah, when we were you, on the show. Yeah, but did you get to go see the water? Do you know yeah. a, a year before the, uh, production came through, um, I was down by the water where you can, you know, go take your boat and, and go out into the water. I was out there and I actually go through my pictures on my, uh, in, on my timeline a year. So it had been, let's see, the 15 I signed, 16 we started. So it had to have been for, uh, 2014. Um, 
I was out and just taking pictures and some, and a spirit just said, Lori, turn around, start taking it. Don't let go of that, that shutter. So I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm doing it real slow and I'm taking the pictures and it's very, it, it even gives me a creeps right now. But in my picture, you could see a, a man, a ghost carrying some kind of a bag in his hand and he's walking in the water on top of the water, but he disappears uh, you know, the more I keep moving the, the pictures and it was weird. It come to find out it was the two girls that were from Bethesda, Maryland that was dating an older guy that, um, he, she eventually got pregnant and he, he's married. I already know who he was, but because we don't, you know, put, point the finger at anybody, we didn't say who it was. Or who they told me it was. So anyways, the guy, he lived in Pennsylvania. Just, just put it that way. That's what I know. And uh he was married. He was a very well-known man. He went to Charlestown. He gambled all the time. And back then, there was no age limit. I mean, girls back then, at 14 years old, they were looking like they were 27. So, I mean, she would, they, her and her friend would go, and they picked the girl up, or he would pick the girl up, and she had her friend with them. And... uh they, it was actually two guys that were there, but he was with her, and I guess the other guy had met them there, and they ended up murdering those girls. But that guy, the time that he had died, not at the time that they he killed the girls, but at, he eventually died, an uh, older man, because he never was found out, because it happened in Shepherdstown, right close to the Charlestown area, and he lived in PA. So anyways... Uh, he died and I had gotten the picture of him walking on the water and I knew all right off the bat, I knew who he was. I, I like I, to see that picture. His guilt had drew, this is what I deal with every day. I deal with military that don't even know they're dead. I deal with, uh, uh, the dead that have guilt. Do you know the, uh, the, the saying where, oh my God, there's the reaper. He's got the hat and the cloak, uh, jacket on. That's not reaper. That's a soul that is, has unfinished business that needs to be forgiven. And the longer they linger earthbound, not floating, but earthbound, they get darker and darker because they need somebody to forgive them through the bloodline of that family because that doesn't, you know, they're, they're stuck in their time. So even though it could have been their seventh generation great granddaughter, they don't see them as the great granddaughter. They see it as the bloodline. And they're looking for somebody to forgive them so they can move on. They're stuck. I deal with it every day. So that's what the guy in the in the hat and the, the black jacket, he, he's black. He looks like the Reaper, but he's not. It's not the Reaper. But the longer they're not able to get forgiveness, negative the negative starts to intertwine in their, their energy. You're no good. No one is going to forgive you. And they will start believing it, and that's when mischief starts. People getting scratched and people getting, uh, killed or, or, uh, their step-ins. I seen step-ins before. Step-in is a spirit that sees, uh, someone that's so weak they're, they're about to die or whatever. The step-in walks in and, and tries to take over. I mean, I've seen all of it. It's crazy what I see. And I don't believe that that's evil, but they have no right to violate uh, a living life at all, period. But they do. I agree. So I got to tell you something, Lori. This, this was the funniest part of our whole trip to Shepherdstown. We we always assume that people are on these TV shows, you know, or fictional characters. and So 
we stopped at the police station just for fun. And Mike King really was the police chief. And yeah, he, he, he came out and spent time with us. And he was a trip. Yeah, he was such he's a nice funny. guy. And, uh, and he even gave us a case to solve over there. It was, it was pretty fun. So that was, um, so we yeah, learned that. Yeah. He's a good, he's a good man. His, him and his wife are, are really beautiful people. Um, you know, he got into it because he cared, you know, and, uh, he, he, it kind of scared him because he really wasn't in the paranormal in the beginning. But then, you know, him being very dedicated to his job, it just, it just bled into the paranormal of, Hey, you know what? This is not just saving the living. It's also saving the, the dead as well. So. Right. But if anybody well, hasn't been to that area of the country, they need to visit it. That's all I got to say. <laughs> that is a beautiful place. So, Laura, I got to ask you, what was your favorite part of dealing with reality TV? You know, I, I and it's, it's, forgive me for saying this, but I never watched myself on the TV because when I, when a year before the production came, my cousin was actually killed on the train track. She was pushed and killed. And I didn't see her for 32 years. And then she comes to me and she dies. And I took it personal. And that's why I moved away from Shepherdstown about a year later. Actually, a year after the production. So it was a little bit over a year after she had died. And, you know, um, when they started doing the production, I knew that I was drawn to do this to, you know, educational, to teach people, to, you know, let people know that you're not alone. I'm here to help you. You know, if God created me to be his messenger to help people, then I'm going to do what I got, I've got to do. You know, there, there is no gift out there that I have not been able to do if it's needed. Because to me, I don't limit my mind of, oh my God, I'm going to stay. I'm a, I'm a psychic. I'm just going to stay there. Everything else is going to drive me nuts. That's just a hocus pocus old fashioned way of being afraid of your own self. So, I mean, Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Are you there? Yeah. I'm yeah. Still here. Yeah. yeah. Well, it just kind of blanked out on me, guys. I'm sorry about that. Like I said, technical difficulties <laughs> are happening on my end. I, I heard it and then it blanked out and I thought, oh no, they lost me this time and I'm the host. So <laughs> I didn't think that was good at all. But anyway, Lori, I, and being on you know, the TV, I, it was, it, it was just, um, it was, it was exciting. It was, it was very much of an honor to be a part of it. Um, I, I love, uh, tent production, Mac pictures. I, I mean, they're good people. They really are good people. They're out there to help people not hurt them. Uh, they're not out there to fabricate things. I mean, TV's TV. Of course, you're going to have to make pizzazz for it, you know, um, but the show of Ghost of Shepherdstown, we got out there and, and we helped a lot of people a lot. I mean, a lot of people said it, it, you know, that it was fake. It's not fake. Yeah, we, TV needs, you know, an explanation on what was going on, you know, a haunting. I love that show because they're not just telling the story. They're showing exactly what this person felt or what they seen. So you're actually joining yourself into the story of what this person lived. You know, you don't know what a person's story is unless you've lived it. So that's, you know, this, the, this, 
ghost of Shepherdstown, we wanted you to understand what these people were telling us, how to explain it to them, you know, with the, the uh, hospital where the um, bakery is, and, and this guy, the, the girl saw hands and arms and legs being thrown out the window. I actually first went there, first thing I smelt was a fire. I, I, that was the first thing. And then when they took me out down in the back, I mean, I, it wasn't even the bakery anymore. It was what, what it was when all this sadness went and when that was the first episode and I went downstairs and all I saw was it was like everything was totally different. It wasn't the way it was where you would see it at in today. And all I saw was a military man and he's pacing and he's a ghost. It was the ghost man, the doctor, the one that pertained himself as a doctor and he's pacing in the basement. And all he did was he looked at me, he goes, sir, you're in the wrong place. I mean, he's just yelling at me as if I'm a, one of the guys. And you need to go help these men. And I'm like, I had to mentally slow him down, shut him up, and say, look, you died. You're in, in, in 2000, whatever it was, I think it was 16. You're in 2016. You need to know, understand, you're not there anymore. You need to understand that what you did was helping people. And he grabbed his head and I have a thyroid issue. And, and that's what spirit does. They grab a hold of the weakest part of you. They'll, they, they could see it in a minute. And then he, he turned around and, and there was a pit and he pointed and he goes, and I, and, and it come to, Bill went over there and they're like, no, ain't nothing here. And they're digging, digging. All of a sudden they start finding all these equipments of when the military men were getting hurt. He thought the guy thought, you know, the doctor thought he was saving these guys lives by amputating the wound. Instead, they were bleeding out and they were dying. So he held himself accountable for all these souls that are people that died. And he damned himself into that spot. And as soon as I, he showed me and Bill looked, found that first piece, he yelled, the, the, the spirit guy, the military guy yelled at me. He goes, he grabbed his head and he goes, get me the hell out of this place. And boom, he was trying to connect to me. I was like, uh-uh, you're violating my space. And I said, I got it. I got to get out. I feel like I'm being closed in. And I moved out and I went outside and I asked for the sage. I was blessing and, and clearing and cleansing. I, I was, I was actually literally, have you ever seen a redhead mad? I was mad. They cut out a lot of stuff. I was belated that he violated me, but I understood he was stuck and he was tired of the hell that he was living in is what he said. Get me the hell out of here. I'm get me. Uh, that's all he did. And he would attack right in my throat. I was like, mm. so. Hey, Laurie, we've got it. Let me, let me interrupt here real quick. Cause we've, I've got people texting me and we've only got like, a few minutes are actually texting me questions for you. <laughs> so, I, you know, I'm going to go ahead and I, I, they're trying to call in. It's not working yet. And I was going to see if Doug could maybe call them and, and bring them in that way. But I think they're all working on our lines right now. But uh, Bill, you would mention, I told you there was a bill that was calling in mm-hmm. a, a few minutes ago and he's actually got two questions for you. Uh, the first question says it's about, it has something to do with his brother. Now, I, I guess I'll have to give you a little bit of detail because. Yeah, but you're not allowed to. So all you got to do is, is his brother alive or dead? His brother has passed away. That's all you got to do. So, the, okay, okay. So, okay. So, all right. So, okay. Hold on. His brother is a little bit bigger than him, a little bit darker than him. All I need is yes or no. Don't go into detail because he's got that. Your friend Bill has a lot of buddies behind him, even a big dude. He's got a big dude with him. 
Okay. And he's texting me right now. I believe he's going to answer your question for you. <laughs> They've got to text you back to, to answer or even call you, and then you can answer. I'll tell you what. Let me do this. I am actually going to call well, him on my phone, and then okay. we will we will do it that way. So. Yeah, because he, his brother's talking right now. You've got to hurry up. And I'll keep talking to Lori. That's why you're doing that then. All right. So, Kevin, the next time you're in Shepherdstown, I want you to go and, and check out the bakery. It is crazy. Ask them if you can go in the back in the basement area where the military. Yeah. Three steps down, just Hold stop. On. Okay. A three step. Okay. I've got Bill on. All right. Can Bill still hear me? Good. Can you hear the show, Bill? Okay, she's. I'm going to relay your answers because I just Doug just sent oh. me through and said that he couldn't uh, do it, so we're going to go there. Okay. All right. She she is actually ready. He, he's at, he's actually ready to go. So go ahead. Okay, uh, I, I'm going to come. I'm going to let him. Okay, so I've got to make sure this is his brother, not his buddy brother. Do you get it? There's right. blood brothers and then there's mm-hmm. brothers. He's got a really big guy. He reminds me of a football player. This guy had a, a heart issue going on and a lung issue going on. Then he's got another guy that looks exactly like Bill. I've got to look at Bill. Bill's got the dark hair, a little bit balding in the back. Yes or no? Is it yes or no, Bill? Yes. He said okay. yes. All right, so what I'm doing is is I do genealogy as well. So it's just like me checking to make sure that his this guy's got the same blood he's got. Does does his brother have a different father or mother? Yes or no? That's all I need to ask. He he's listening to you. Hold on just a second. You you're on a delay with him. He said yes. Okay. All right. This is his brother. His brother is just beside himself. Was this a freak accident of his brother dying? Yes or no, please? No, I could tell you that. No. Was it to do with his heart? He just grabbed his chest. Hold on. Just say he's going to answer me. No. Bill said no. Okay, well, he's grabbing a hold of his, like, the shoulder area, like, where the heart is, but above it. All right, ask him to ask the question so I can ask his brother, because his brother's all over the place. He's upset. Did his brother have a family? Two kids? Young kids? Bill, did his brother have two, did your brother have two kids? There's two little kids he keeps pointing at. He had a, he had two kids, but one was a natural son and one was a stepdaughter. Okay, I see them both because I was going to say the one's got darker hair and the other one's got a little bit of lighter hair, like Bill did when he was younger. He said yes. Okay. All right, tell him to ask his question without giving any information because that's feeding. Okay, well, that's going to be hard. <laughs> Uh, you know um, what? Is he asking me how his brother died, or is he wondering? I mean, he, I, I need like a precise because to me, I get an aneurysm feeling, like a, an explosion. Boom, it's gone. 
Well, I, I guess let me, and I know you don't want it, but let me go ahead and ask the question because Bill is actually a paranormal investigator too. Oh, okay. okay? And, and this is the question he's got is, uh, he said it's a little hard to go into by his brother, but he said his brother had seen demons or something like that or whatever it was the whole time he was growing up. And he so described you're... it as a black figure with a hood that followed him until he died. And, uh, um, his brother did commit suicide. I'm just going to go I asked you, that. you. It was a freak name. I asked you that. You said uh, no. It's hard for me to hear because you're on a delay with him. That's because why I wanted to go ahead and edit. Did, did he shoot himself? Bill, did your, did your brother use a gun to commit suicide? Because it's not the first time he's tried. I see. Yes, he did. He did. Okay, I felt it. I felt it. I feel everything. I also see that he tried to overdose. I see that he tried to uh, even cause a fight to get killed. Let me follow his brother to find out what or who is the, the man and and the. Uh, okay, I'm I'm following his brother's life. Okay, so I need to ask uh, Bill. And there's going to be some secrets coming out. Oh my God, but he has to because we got to heal his brother. Was there a, a, a grandfather that was on a farm that died? He drank sometimes. Mm -hmm. Okay, all the time. He just said all the time. Mm -hmm. I need a yes or a no, please. He's listening to you right now. Okay. Now I see why that story came forward. Is that correct, Bill? Did you have a grandfather that lived on a farm? That he was also. It looks like there was a truck in there. Uh, um, okay, Bill said that he didn't really. He didn't live really on a farm, but he was an extremely bad alcoholic. Oh. He, your friend Bill has to call me separate. I, I'm not putting this out there. I, I, I'm not doing it. I'm sure Bill would. As a matter of I, fact, are, I, I already know who the, 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 did his grandfather die when you, they, they were young? All Bill, I need is a yes or no. Did his grandfather die when you were young? Yes, he did. It's going to be quick if I just ask after you ask me, I think, because he's on a delay with it. That's fine. Listening. Listen to me. It, 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 the cloak man or the cloak that followed him is his grandfather, and there's a reason why. Okay. He, now you see why my story came with that woman? Yes, I do. I do. All right. Tell him I, I will give him the free reading. Uh, okay. Just, just, Bill, when we get off here, I'll give you some information. She's going to give you a free reading because there's a lot of stuff that she can't talk I'm about. Not, I'm not. Nope, she's I'm not, not going to do it. No, nope, I'm not putting his laundry out there. Yeah. Okay. He, I'll give her your number. Okay. All right. Thanks. He said he completely understands what you're talking about and yep. he knows there's things that you cannot say. Um, what, and I, you know, I'll just say this, so not, well, you know what? I'm not going to say that because there's, you're going to have to talk to him about this, but I'm going to leave it at that. Let's just say he knows what you're talking about. He's got some issues he needs to talk about. I know he does. You. He needs healing too. Yeah. 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 So, so, is, so is the sister. Yeah. Bill's a really, really good guy. We've known him for, uh, Kevin's known him. I, uh, I see his, I see his energy, honey. I see yeah. his soul. He's a yeah. good man, but he's in pain. Yeah, and he helps a lot of people in the paranormal. You know, and his a brother, lot of people his Kentucky brother, calling. his brother is right behind him. He loves him. He's protecting his brother. He loves him. He's just what he's grabbing a hold of his shoulder and he's saying, "Man, you've got to forgive me. Just forgive me. Just don't be mad at me. Don't be mad." And he likes the word the WTF. He likes that. 
<laughs> I'm sure I don't have Bill online now, but I'm sure Bill's going to appreciate that because, uh, yeah, Bill's had some questions concerning that, and I could just tell by his text. Like I said, I'm not going to go into it. I think that's something yeah, no. I agree with you. You and him it's need to go deep. into that, it's and deep. I'll give you his phone number as soon as we get off air here. If you don't care, give him a buzz, or he can call you either one. Yeah. But let me ask you, Lori, when that happens and you deal with somebody that has passed on because they've taken their own life, there seems to be a lot of guilt both ways. Um, and well, just- with me, like I said, and, and, and I was wondering why that story with that lady came forward. So I knew it was it had somebody, and, and I think it was his brother that was pacing in my hallway, by the way, because he, he, he taps with his foot and then starts hitting the wall, and then he walks back and forth, back and forth, back. So that's his brother. Right. His, remember I said there was a man in my hallway? It was yeah, yeah. At the beginning, you said it was going to be for somebody that calls in, and oh, I, yeah. my goodness, we got him called in. But you know, Bill's really yeah. waiting for that. But so, what do you, a lot of people think that because they commit suicide, that they go straight to hell. That is a bunch of bogus crap. But the thing is, you got to remember on the biblical way, where it says that God, you know, He says to honor me in Thy temple. That's not a house; it's your body that He gave you. He says to honor, but He also forgives the ignorance. And there is some sick out there, but there's also people that are dying so young because they have to move forward. They're they're reborn quickly to do what they're supposed to do if they didn't get done in this life. His brother was tormented. He was tormented by the memories of what he was holding on to. And, and then it turned into his own demon. And, and that was the man in the, in the whatever you called it, the hat. It was, it was his grandfather who was haunting him. And it wasn't his grandfather haunting him. It was his, it was grandfather. Remember the man in the dark? Yeah. What what's the thing that followed his brother? He was dark. Get it? Yeah. The hat, yep. the coat. It's an, it, it's, it, it's a, it's a soul that dies. And, and the darker they come, the more they're feeling guilty, the more they're needing to be forgiven. And not, they're not getting forg- forgiven. They're getting darker and darker and the negative is trying to take over that soul. So with his brother, his brother's in the light. His brother, he, he's not at peace because one, he feels guilty for leaving his children, but he thinks that his kids will do better without his craziness that he was dealing with in his head. He was haunted by the memories of what happened. But he's not a bad guy. He's not going to hell. He's with his brother. Now he needs the forgiveness from his brother. And so that way he doesn't turn and and have unfinished business. Do you get that? Oh, I totally understand it. Let me ask you this. You know, when you was on that show and there's a lot of reality TV, a lot of people talk about the shadow figures. Are, Are these the same type of people that you're talking about right now is that what a shadow figure is because you know no, that's dark. It, no it depends on um all right so sh- so that would be they call him the, the the dark dark shadow with the the long dark coat and a hat on they're camouflaging themselves they're in shame so the more cl- uh, they see them in the clothes the more they're in shame you get that and then the darker they are is the more longer they've been lingering now his brother killed himself because of him now his grandfather is really He's reaping his own. So he, you know, the brother, Bill, is, is needing to help, uh, both of them. 
to be able to move on. The brother will go directly to the light, but the grandfather will go into a transition. A transition is, you ever hear the saying, my life just passed through my mind? He's going to have to rerun and watch everything he's done in harm of everybody in a room where he's not going to see not one soul, not one person. He's not going to go to the light until he realizes what he's done. Is It was bad. It was wrong, and he needs to repent. That's that's limbo. He's in, in 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 his own purgatory. So people have second chances, though. That I'm understanding, like you're saying, they go into purgatory, and then they would have a second chance to learn from well, their mistakes. Well, what happens is, is they'll go into the purgatory, and then once they start, and there is no such thing as time on that side. So he can, they can be in there for thousands of years because you've got to remember the soul even still has some of that ego and that pride because they're scared that oh my God, God's going to condemn me, He's going to send me to hell, I, you know, and they're they're still denying, and we don't know if it could be thousands or whatever years. So what happens is once they start realizing, oh my God. I'm going to, I have to repent. I've got, I, I, I accept that I've done wrong. I've hurt another person. And then boom, they come out of there and they go into another transition. And then that's in front of the person they harmed. Every single one of them. It doesn't matter how long it takes. That per, once that person's passed, they've got to do the healing between them. And so, yeah, I was going to say, let's explain to me, because there's a lot of people that came on here that kind of, it, it, it kind of goes in with what you're saying, because there's, we've had several different people come on here and they gave different explanations for reincarnation and, and the process we go through for that. Could you elaborate on that a little bit just to. And the reincarnation? Yeah, to elaborate on reincarnation a little bit. Because like I said, I've had two other psychics that were well known on the show and they both had different philosophies when it came well, to reincarnation. The- I'm kind of wanting to get yours. Right. Well, the reincarnation, it depends like in today's society. Do you remember the show where the children came forward and they say, I, I remember my life. I remember my name is John. I, I fought in Germany. You know, it, a lot of them died innocently. So the reincarnation is, is, is it, it comes in right after they have done their transitions of acknowledging because a lot of them don't realize they've died. So then, you know, they're still seeing what's going on in the world, but in a way, some of them are in denial and they're still living, reliving, reliving, reliving what happened before they died. So by the time reincarnation comes, you know, like my father, my dad died at 67 years old in, in 2006. And I already feel that he's already been reborn. But before that, he was in another time. My father was gifted, just like me. But because he had, you know, the pride and the ego and all that, he had to go through something to in another time. Because when I asked, hey, Pop, what are you doing? And he would, they would show me my dad was like 19 years old, a T-shirt and his a pack of cigarettes in his uh, sleeve. And he had to relive something, and I believe it was when his two boys were put up for adoption. When uh, he he was twenty one, he he was on his road, and he was um so actually he was nineteen, he was twenty one. So he just answered my question, <laughs> my own question. So anyways, he he come back, and the woman had put her parents put the children up for adoption, and I think that's what my dad needed to uh, be healed from because he couldn't find them, so he replaced them with eight other children. So, you know, I seen him in that time. He went into that time. And now that he's reincarnated as my grandson. And I believe it's because God knew that even though we make mistakes doesn't make us a bad person. But, you know, he has a job to do. He He's a healer. 
So, you know, he did more good than bad. So they come back to, to redo life over to, you know, to make it better. And it doesn't mean just about them, but it, it could be about, you know, the people that were in their life. And it could be, you know, my grandson could be close to me because I was daddy girl. But it doesn't mean that I have to say, hey, no, you know, I know that's my dad. My dad's, it's an essence. It's not them. It's the essence of their soul to relive through, you know, some, some people are reincarnated in different families. So, I mean, reincarnation, I, you know, you're, I don't understand the question, what you're, ex, you're ex, expecting to hear, but, uh, reincarnation to me is because you have work to do. Well, you know what? We have got our phones are starting to come back online. We Bill actually got through. So we're going to go ahead and put Bill on here real quick. That's okay, Lori. So you talk, have a little discussion with him because he was very animate about wanting to talk to you. So go ahead and put uh, put Bill on there, Doug. You there, Bill? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, good, good. Well, Lori, this is Bill. Bill, this is Lori, and uh, we'll let you two have at it. How you doing, Lori? Hello. I'm good. How are you? You really want me to tell I'm you doing all right. was? You really want me to uh, put your lawn? You really want me to put your laundry out there? Uh, you don't have to go on here. I mean, we can have a private chat after the show if you want to. Yeah, I think that would be better for you. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine there's a lot out there that uh, people really don't need to know or, or probably wouldn't want to know. So. Well, it's, it's not none of our business. That's why I don't exactly. hold on to any reading. You know, when I do readings, I don't hold on or remember unless you come back. And you're doing a reading with me again. And if it's necessary, your angels would bring it back to me for me to say, look, you need more healing with this. But any other, I, I let right. go. Can I ask you, is, is your mom passed as well? No, she's not, but she's having a really lot of uh, bad health issues right now. Okay. Can I ask you if she's got a little bit of dementia or Alzheimer's coming? Yes, she does. Really bad. Okay. There is a gift that I have that when, when she, they, we get to the point when we have Alzheimer's dementia and all that senility and we forget the people and their surroundings. To me, their soul detaches from their body. I see your mom, honey. And it doesn't mean they're dying. It just means that she's already detached. Is your mom, right, uh, having problems with swallowing? She has eye, eye issues going on. Just yes or no. Yes. Is she in a facility? Yes, she is. Okay. You need to do I'm me sorry. a favor. Can you do me a favor? Can you go and check to make sure she's okay and there is no bruises on her arm or on her side, please? There's a short woman uh, in there that she, your mother don't like. I don't live with her, so uh I can't really go check and see if she is or not. Mm -hmm. But she normally lays on her back. Yeah, I see that. Who helps your mom? I'm sorry. Your mom's a little lady. Kind of, your mother's a little lady with uh white hair, kind of salt and pepper color, but more white. Yeah, that would be her mom. Her mom's got darker hair. Uh, she did when More she was younger. Uh, 
but but her sister had really dark hair. No, 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 honey. I'm I'm talking about your mom. Your your mom. I saw oh, your yeah, mom. my mom. Yeah, my mom. She has uh, kind of darker hair. Yes, she does. Mm-hmm. Your mom have a belly? Uh, I'm not really sure about that. Your mom have uh, issues with her. Uh, excuse, excuse me for being t- TMI. Uh, but her breast. Did your mom have issues with her breast? Like cyst or cancer? Uh, no, she don't. Okay. Have they ever checked her for, uh, breast cancer? Uh, it's been several years. Okay. So, so actually the, an- the, 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 the answer would be yes, she did have issues. Cause I could see it. I'm in front of your mom right now, uh, uh, remotely. And on my, my right, her left breast is it's got some issues going on but your mom has some swallowing issues and her my right her left eye is really bad it's leaking like she's got yeah. glaucoma right yeah her yes yeah she's got pretty thick glasses so yeah mm-hmm. and your mom's in her uh 80s or early 90s no she's in her 70s your mom oh wow okay Can I ask you, did your mom, because your mom, she looks really, a lot older than her age. Yeah, she looks a lot older. Yeah, but did your mom get into a car accident or or, or something happened to her? She busted her head. It looks uh, like you got no, a little. Uh, uh, I see her in a, oh. down right after passing up on my brother. Say it she again. Became, uh, her health pretty much came down. Uh, she just kind of withdrew from everybody after my brother passed, and she, she gave up. And she's gotten worse, yeah, and worse but, over the years. I, right, but th- that's depression, honey. But I'm talking about when you guys were little, your mom was in a, a, a slip, or she was in a car accident and hit her head. And what's going on is there's a little bit of damage behind uh, my left, her right side of her back, of her head. She damaged it. Nobody's seen it. Or found it, and the dementia, or it's the or Alzheimer's, is setting in because of that. There, there's some pressure on the back of the brain, and okay. with your brother, That's your mom awesome. is very depressed. Your mom is depressed. Mm-hmm. She's really? a strong lady. Very much She's so. very mouthy. She took no crap from nobody. But the older she got, the more she got depressed. And when your brother passed, she was very devastated. Is your brother the baby? No, he was in his twenties. No, no, honey, listen. Was he the baby? Oh, uh. Is he the youngest kid in the family? Yeah, yeah, he was the baby. Yeah, he was the youngest. Your mom just. Okay, because your mom showed me that he's the baby. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he pretty much got everything he wanted. Yeah, he's with your mom a lot too, but he likes playing with her feet. He likes to tickle your mom, but he's with you all the time. All the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, they wrestle all the time. He says, man, you can't be mad at me. And he likes the word WTF. Mm-hmm. 
Don't be mad at me. Don't be mad. But the thing that followed him was your grandfather. It's not a spirit, or it's, it's a spirit, but it's not something negative. The negative is what happened to your brother when he was young. Right. You understand I that? I felt it was kind of weird. Yeah, I just felt it was kind of weird after he passed. My oldest daughter seen him sitting on my bed. It was over her smile. And what long after that, she had seen the same thing he had seen the whole time he was growing up chasing him. She had seen it a, a couple of times herself. Okay, so let me, did you hear any of what I said earlier before you came on? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Okay, so the guy that everybody thinks it's Reaper in the, in the hat and the, in the, in the long coat and, and that sometimes mm -hmm. they'll come dark, a dark uh, entity or dark, uh, right. um, I call it a blob. What happens mm -hmm. is, is when you, when a person dies and they have unfinished business, the darker they become, the darker the entity is, the more shame they have, the more clothes uh, they're cloaking themselves in, the more shame they're in. Do you get that? So your daughter's seeing it. Yes, I do. It's your, it's your right. grandfather. That's not your brother. It's your grandfather. Right. Okay. Do what I do. I don't know if you watched my show, Ghost of Shepherdstown, but use your left hand and make a huge cross. Tell your daughter to do this. Make a huge cross in the air and say, if you're not of the Father, the Son, and the mm -hmm. Holy Ghost, you're not welcome here. Yeah. And ask Archangel Michael yeah, to take him away. Because your grandfather's scared to death. He's scared to death. He's scared of being yeah. judged on his actions. It's your granddad, huh? Yeah. And he's and what yeah, and what he's uh, doing is because your brother died and didn't forgive was a, wasn't able to forgive your grandfather. Now he's trying to come to your daughter to because he doesn't see it as your daughter. He sees it as blood, you know, the family. Right. So he's looking for forgiveness. Okay. And he can't he can't be forgiven until we get your brother to forgive him spirit wise at all. Do you understand that? Okay. Yes, I do. So it's not a demon that followed your brother. The, what happened to your brother was a, it turned your grandfather to the demon. Do you understand that? Yes, okay. I do. Okay. So, there's yeah, no right, so did you, did you want to hook up with Bill at a later yeah. time then? Yeah, we can. And, and Bill, in the front of your house, if I'm going to face your house, your house is a little bit turned away from the road, yes or no? Your driveway yeah, is, is on the right side? Yes. Yes. Okay. Your roof in the front on the right, if you're outside and you're looking out, it's, it's, it's leaking mm -hmm. in the house and there's mold in the wall. So you need to be very careful with that. Okay. All right. I just had to tell you because that's what they showed me. All right. Well, we got another call on live, Bill. I'm going to give her your number if that's okay and we get off air so you and her can hook up one on one. Is that all right? But he can actually send me a yeah. message in, uh, Facebook. Okay. And we can do messenger or whatever. Okay. Is that okay, Bill? Uh, hey, Dink. I'll forward that to yeah, you. Yeah, Dink. Uh, yeah, do that. And I'll send her a message and everything, and I'll give her my number and everything. All right. Sounds good. That sounds good. Thanks, Bill. Thank you, sir. All right. I appreciate it. We've got another caller on the line right now, folks. Denise is on line five. She'll probably be the last caller of the night because our phones have been messed up. We just now got them up and running, so I apologize to all those that's been trying to get through tonight. But Denise is on line five. Denise, are you there? I am. I made it through. Okay. Yay. All right. Well, see, they're making it through now, Lori, at the end of the show. Good gracious. Yeah, but... we'll have to be back on. Yeah, we'll bring you back on again if that's all right. 
I do this again because I had two more people text me and say they're getting ready to call. And I was like, well, guys, you probably won't get in. So, <laughs> Lori and Denise, go do your thing. Go for it. Hi, Miss Denise. Hi. Hi, Lori. <laughs> Hi, honey. Is your, is your mom a past baby? Have... She is, has. Your, is your mom. Okay. You can say hi to mom. You look a lot like mom, but you're shaped like dad. Um, yes. Well, no. You have. Well, <laughs> I mean, you've got I look, daddy's, I look you've like got mom, daddy, but I'm you, shaped like mom, too. Uh, well, you got a pointy chin like dad. You're, you're, everything else is that, mom, but that is the chin true. is dad. That is true. That is true. So, okay. Yeah, but your, your mom is loving on you, and she's putting all kinds of, uh, it looks like velvet pink roses all over you. Mm. She said, are you still mad at me? <laughs> oh, she knows I'm not. She said, yeah, right. <laughs> She's always <laughs> mad at me. <laughs> You're talking to your mom, honey. I let them chattel, especially when I trust her soul. She's beautiful. She's she's with her mama. Yes. She said, I finally found her. That's wonderful. That's good. Do, who is Bill to mom? Who is Bill? Not the man that just hung up. Who is Bill? Bill. Yeah. Not, not the man that just hung up, right? Um, no. Bill is my, my, Bill is my, um, my sister's, um, was my sister's husband. Did he die? Yes. She's with him. Wow. <laughs> You have a question that you'd like to ask? I just kind of, um, can, can you tell me anything, um, about a past life? As... You? Yes. <laughs> well, most definitely I can tell you I'm going to go in this life and then go into the next. This life has been kind of hard for you. It's, it's, it's been good, but it's to you in a way, and don't take it literal, it's been disappointing, correct? Correct. It's because, honey, in your past life, you were a uh, princess, per se. And then this life was <laughs> it is your karmic lesson. A karmic lesson, hold on for a minute. <coughs> Sorry. A karmic lesson is that no matter if you have everything that you needed, and everything that you don't have, or, or let's put it this way. In, in your last life, you had everything that you wanted, but you were very miserable. You were very down. You were, you were on, you didn't find any love. You were spoiled. So in this life, now you had to learn to earn everything you have to appreciate what you've got. But even though you've gotten what you wanted, you have that little princess still in, in you to where it's still not satisfying you. But guess what your lesson is? Your lesson is it's not the materialistic in this life that uh, you receive. It's what you're given out that it fulfills your the love that you need. Do you get that? Honey, you're gifted, and yeah. I know you are. I see everything about you. You love to write. <laughs> you, honey, you're not going to hide anything from me. You have <sighs> something in my right, your left arm. You have markings everywhere. 
Yes or no? Yes. Okay. You're not hiding nothing from me. I'm really good at what I do. And you're very gifted. And you also have a sinus infection. It's very dry in your house. I'm standing in front of you. Uh, you have a lot mm-hmm. of clutter around you. You need to, to daylight in when it's in. Open those curtains. Get your plants hung back up. You're giving up. Don't give up. You have too much to offer. Too much. You're a okay. beautiful lady. Stop being a stubborn, spoiled little princess. <laughs> and start writing because if you write with a pencil, if you write with a pencil, you're actually releasing. So start, start writing. Stop being afraid of what your own words will I say. I do. Yeah, I do. I do write. I get away from it every once in a while and it has been a little while. So it's time to go back I and use a pencil, of- pencil and paper. Mm-hmm. You're most mm-hmm. definitely air. Yeah. Water kind of makes you nervous and, 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 uh, kind of makes you feel like you're choking. You were on the Titanic in another life. Did you say water? water? Yeah, water chokes you. Yes. I know. You were on the Titanic. Mm -hmm. I know. You were were on the Titanic. I was on the, wow. Mm -hmm. I did not know that one. (laughs) You do now. But you're most definitely air and you're most definitely nature. The more you can put your hands and feet in the, uh, on the, in the earth, the dirt, plant something, mm-hmm. and you're all over the place. Holy cow, you make me dizzy. You will plant tomatoes over here, and then and around the corner, you're going to do cucumbers. <laughs> you have to start learning to quiet your I mind. Lied. Huh? Okay. Okay. Just, just meditate. Though. I don't know Find what your, that. Well, well, you need to start meditating. Meditate. I want, can you still hear me? Yes. I, there's some kind of interference. Do you hear it? I do. It's your mother talking over the the calm. Uh, your mother's stubborn. Your okay. mother's stubborn. Your grandma's coming through. She's telling she your mom to. Uh, well, your grandma is coming through, and I believe it's your dad's mom. She says, all right, young lady, let her talk. Yeah. That sounds like her. Oh, it's her. Okay. All right, so meditation is learning to quiet your mind when it's a nice day or in the summertime or, you know, find a tree that draws you. And and, and put a bench uh-huh. or, or a stool or a tree, a chair there and sit. Sit right there at the tree, and it'll help heal you. You're also a healer, I see. You're scared of, of the healer yeah. side of you. I am, um, yes. <laughs> I, I'm um, not That's as because, confident, I guess, as... Well, it's <laughs> actually from a past life. You were an Indian girl, and you were helping, I think it was your mother, having a baby, and the baby died, and you took it personally. So you're kind of scared um, of children too. You love them, but you um, just—it makes you nervous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> why? Why do I? Why do I see a, a hemisphere um, around you? It's above your head. A hemisphere. It's like a hemisphere. Yeah, you know, it like um. 
the ring around the the, the, the earth, you know, the ring, you mm-hmm. know, around the Saturn, you yeah. have one over your head. Mm-hmm. Let me look. Let me look. Do you remember seeing lights when you were little? Yes. Do you have a knot behind your third ear on my right, your left side? Um, no, I do not. Do you know where the third ear is? Not your ear. It's your third ear, honey. Yes, I know. I know. Do you know, do you know where the, the pocket is? Right where the skull is, is where the spine, the spine is? Come towards, um, well, I'm, I'm at my, on my right side. Yes, I do. I do, do you, Lori. I know you do, honey. You also have one above <laughs> your ear, too. My right, your left. Uh, you also have a, uh, well, I never a, noticed it. <laughs> yeah. Do you have, did you have sinus operation? Um, no. I see a prong in your, uh, uh, my right, your left side nose going from the top of the roof of your mouth and up towards the nose. Did you stab mm. your mouth with something? No. My right, your left. Put your tongue up on the roof of your mouth and tell me if there's a tiny little indent in your mouth. Like you're messing with this. There is. Thing. Okay. There is. There is. Yeah, no. Honey, do you, it, do you believe it wasn't in the, from, do you, do you believe in the aliens? Yes, I do. Okay. Do I need to say more? No, I, I know already. Okay. You also have a blue mark between your toes. Mm-hmm. My right, your left side. Between the big toe and the, in the, the next one. <laughs> um. Uh, if I do, I don't know about it. I can't see it really. I mean, it's not prominent. No, but it's big enough to where you can see it. <laughs> you have. Uh, it's not Martin real Aroma. dark. It's not. You do you have Martin Aroma or spurs on your feet, your heel area? Um, no. Your does your feet hurt you sometimes, honey? Sometimes. Like a yes. sharp like a sharp pain, you got you got spurs in your heel, and you also have a little knot. It's called Morton Neroma. You have little tumor balls on the bottom of your feet. You're wearing the wrong shoes. There's oh. diabetics in your family. Start wearing shoes with a little bit higher heels and more cushion in the arch area. Okay. You have very sensitive t- feet. You don't even like nobody touching your feet. You're ticklish. <laughs> I am ticklish, yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. You have any more questions for me? No, no. I thank you. I appreciate you talking with me very much. So you're very welcome. um, And please, I met you briefly. Yes, met you briefly at uh, Post Town School, um, and you had told me then that I was empathetic and. I had my granddaughter with me, and you had mentioned that she had healing energy in her um, right hand. And And you're um, actually empathic. Empathic. Yeah. Yeah. You're empathic, but you also have some weird. You have weird dreams. Yes, I do. I know. I see it. 
Okay. Okay. Hi, All right. Well, problem. thank you very much. <laughs> You're very welcome. God bless you. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Okay. You're Goodbye, guys. <laughs> Bye. Well, Lori, we're going to have to bring you back on because, like I said, we, we had some, like I said, technical difficulties, and we just now got the phone lines up, and we've had people text, and they wanted to keep talking with you, but we've run out of time. Would you be willing to come back on again? I can. Good, good. I will have it set up and we'll get you back on again. But tell everybody real quick, we've got like, we're running a little bit over, but that's okay. Tell everybody how to get a hold of you if they need to get a hold of you. Okay, I've got a website at www.psychiclorijohnson.com. You can also find me and follow me on uh, Facebook at Lori Johnson. There's a couple accounts. Just look for the one where the paper shirt is. I wore it in one of the shows. And um, if anybody is going to be in the uh, Gettysburg area, I will be uh, doing a couple things there as well. Uh, hold on. I'm actually trying to find it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, you're fine. The Gettysburg Exchange. Uh, you can go to www.thegettysburgghostexchange.com. And uh, we're doing a, uh, let's see, it's called, uh, hold on, hold on, I'm trying to find it, sorry guys, <laughs> I didn't get everything, uh, let's see, alright, we're doing the Lookout House in Gettysburg, um, you can go to uh, the Lookout House, it's on Facebook, you can look that up there, uh, here's, here's the bash, I'm trying to find the bash, sorry. I'll be in New York, uh, let's say 23rd, 24th, uh, doing the uh, Avon, uh, mansion. I'll be doing an investigation there as well. Uh, and it's in, uh, G, Geneseo, New York, I think. I'm so unorganized. That's why I got a manager. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you're about as organized as me, so you don't have any problems there. I I know exactly where you're coming from. Yeah, you're, you're right. You get so much stuff, and you you just lose it. When somebody asks you a question, you're like, "Oh, geez, I wish they wouldn't have asked me that because I can't find anything." <laughs> <laughs> I suck. <laughs> That's okay. Hey, listen, folks. Next week's guest, Josh Hurd. He's an uh, author and filmmaker, co-owner of Malvern Manor, located in Southwest Iowa, and uh, he was also featured on Paranormal Lockdown. But Lori, thank you so much for being on tonight. Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm very yeah. uh, humbled that you guys thought of uh, having me on. And Kevin, thank you very much yep. for thinking of me. Absolutely, absolutely appreciate it. And folks, you know, next Thank week you. we'll be on Tuesday at 9 o'clock Central Time again. Just give us a, a holler. Go to KentuckyGhostHunter.com to get a hold of us if you need to. And until then, we will see you next week, same time, same place, same channel. Real.